So the racetrack um, changed my life. You know, that car did and the racetrack. And it was such... Um, I, I'm so competitive. I, I love the fact <laughs> that it's it's a sport really? where you can, you know, win. Yes. So, yeah, every, everything sort of, it was like the perfect. High five. Yeah, we like it. High yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> We're not competitive at all. <laughs> Gosh, guys, thanks so much. Welcome to High Octane Hustle. My name is Fastlane Jane. And I'm Design Muse, and today we have... Martina Kwan. Yes, welcome. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my we gosh. We appreciate it, yes. <laughs> so where do we start? Uh, well, I know you like racing, and I know you like Porsches, so <laughs> I feel like that might be a good place to start. And I know you have... Three championships. <laughs> Couple There's of those under that. Her belt, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and we talked before the show, mm -hmm. and you mentioned that you're a drift queen. Quite. I want you to expand <laughs> on that well, story. So we actually drove in the Olympic Stadium in Beijing together for Celine Night in July of 2019. So, wow. yeah. So we were there uh, for four, four days, five days preparing for this big show in front of 25,000 people. So wow. that's where I met him. Yeah. So explain to me and the audience, what is Celine Night? What is that? Okay, so Celine is an American car manufacturer. They uh, typically do Ford Celines, but they also have the S7, which is a supercar, and then they develop the S1 uh, cup car, which is sort of in the GT4 class of GT4 America right now. And so that's that was the car that I was driving there. Fine. And during the GT World Challenge. Wow. And you got asked to go do that. Were you one, one of the only women or were there There a were few? actually several, awesome. several women. Very cool. So I, I love the fact that Celine is a company yeah. that believes in women, totally. believes in women drivers and uh, really fosters uh, and empowers women to, to do that. Yeah, before we were talking about just how the space now is so much more open for people like us, right? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I think there's more of us out there than we realize, but we're fostering it a little bit more, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. um, with social media, with different things like that, making it okay for more women mm -hmm. to get out there and do this. So yeah. I think that's a good segue to be like, how... How did you like, you know, share with us how you even got started into this? Mm -hmm. Where did, where did the love of motorsports start for you? It started late. So I, I decided to become a race car driver at the age of 50. I'm 57 now. Love it. And uh, I think a lot of us women, you know, when we're in our forties, we kind of take care of everyone else's needs, but our own. The kids, I am with you there. <laughs> right? yes. the We've been talking about all this. Yes. yes. And so at some point, I mean, I think we all lose ourselves and yeah. we forget who we are before all of life's responsibilities to go to over. So that was exactly how I felt. And so when I moved here from Miami Beach in 2013, I had finally was able to afford myself a 911. And I brought... Was that like a dream car for was, you or what? It was a dream car. Yeah. Yes. Where did that start? Um, probably from my dad who okay. in England had wanted a 356 
but then my aunt talked my grandparents out of buying it for him. So his whole life, he actually drove Mercedes, but he always had 356 on all of the Mercedes license plates. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Love I'm it. personally a fan of, of the newer uh, Porsches, the newer 911s rather than the old ones, the air-cooled ones. So when I moved here, it's so incredible. California, it's not like Miami. Miami is completely flat. Uh, but <laughs> so it's yeah. a drag race state, folks. <laughs> For the right? flat, long straightaways, yeah. yes. But that, you know, it's what I love about California, definitely. So we have beautiful. amazing roads oh and, and scenery, yeah. PCH to yeah. Malibu, uh, yeah. just driving along with loud music <laughs> or Mulholland Drive, the canyons. It's just yes. so beautiful to look at the the ocean. And then you have San Bernardino, Lake Arrowhead. It's just an amazing, amazing place to drive. Agreed. So that really, um, you know, wanting to remember who I was and just getting in my car and, and telling my ex-husband, you take the kids today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go drive. It's going to be about you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just so, so wonderful. I'm a big daydreamer as well. Um, that kind of was like a, a place to really think about what I wanted, you know, out of life again. So yeah, the car, car and that specific car, which now her name is Firehorse, means a lot to me. <laughs> oh, I love that. First, that I love that you named your car. Yep. And I love that the um, onus on self-care, right, mm -hmm. yeah. can be driving. Yeah. The canyon. And, you know, and, and that's part of it. I mean, I love to get in a, a car, you know, motorcycle, whatever it is, and you get your own space. You get mm -hmm. the, that time, you know, we always call it like, it's like a helmet time or seat time or whatever. <laughs> right. it's, it's like we yeah. have time to ourselves, our thoughts, you know, and, and really think about us and what, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. We love that. And those, <laughs> I know I can resonate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those beautiful Canyon roads, you have to focus Right. Yeah. Because we, you'll yeah. have a turn. Absolutely. And now, of course, since I've been going to the, the racetrack, I encourage anyone who's a Canyon driver to take it out at the racetrack. It's much safer. Right. You know, to really feel your car, no matter what make or model, really listen to it here, drive over 100, 150 miles an hour yeah. at a racetrack where it's safe. Yeah. So, but yeah, so the first time I went up to Willow Springs was in 2015 and uh, driving up the 14, uh, up the mountain yeah. and through Acton, it was so beautiful. And I felt like my problems were Love just it. going, going <laughs> away. It was this sense of freedom. And yeah, you know, I had lived in the desert in Bahrain, um, when oh, I was wow. in ninth grade. Very cool. And wow. so just entering Antelope Valley and the Mojave desert yeah. and the Joshua trees, it was like, wow, I was coming home in a sense. Mm. So the racetrack um, changed my life, you know, that car did and the racetrack. And it was such, um, I, I'm so competitive. I, I love the fact <laughs> that it's it's a sport really? where you can, you know, win. Yeah. So, yeah, every, everything sort of, it was like the perfect. High five. Yeah, we like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not competitive at all. Baja Forge, signature vehicle builds and off-road products built to forge your own path. Baja Forge was basically made because we loved off-roading. We loved the open roads. If you're looking for off-road products to help you get out on the terrain, visit BajaForge.com. Follow us on Instagram at Baja Forge for our latest builds. 
Since 1987, GTS Customs has specialized in Resto Mod Corvettes. From widened bodies to pro touring vehicles with all today's modern technology. If you've got a Corvette, an old Corvette, and you want to make it drive like something new, contact gtscustoms.com. But it's possible. It's possible for anyone at any age to do what, whatever you want to do. Yep. Yeah. Right? Um, but it does take somebody to take the lead, right? So other women in front of us yes. who were race car drivers um, back in the day, even in the 60s and 50s, and then Lynn St. James and yeah. all these other people led the way, and now we're leading the way for other women. Yes. And it's it's a really nice thing to give back and to mentor and show other people that, you know what, you can do this Bringing too. Bringing more people into the space. Mm-hmm. It's so important to us too. Yeah, yeah. love that. Yeah. Good. And you guys met as a result of the event that we just recently went to, Women's Motor Fest. Yes, exactly. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, So so Women's Motor Fest started, no, I forget, two years ago or one year? I think it was last year. I think one year ago. Yeah, Yeah. it was just last year. And and it was in Columbus, Ohio. Um, They just did a Detroit location. And now we we just did the Southern California location at the Marconi Museum uh, in Tustin. It was amazing. Amazing, Absolutely beautiful. Uh, But yes, Martina and I met um, because we're committee members on that. So my goal was to find a location. You know, so mission I, accomplished. Yeah, it was. You. It was, that was a it, great. Location. And you know, and it's funny. You know how that came about. Uh, Lana Chrisman had helped out. We were supposed to do it at you know Lions Automobilia. It just didn't work out with the timing and everything else. And so we ended up. She's like, here, you know, talk to the Marconis, find out. Everyone knows them. They're just amazing people. Great mm-hmm. family, you know, to work with. Um, so. Yeah, and their it's, story is something. And then definitely. you look at that location. Yeah. And what was it? It was a, um, gosh, they did distribu- distribution there oh, originally. Oh, uh, salad dressing. Yeah, okay. yeah. 40 yes. years ago or something. Yes. Yeah. And just the way yeah. that they were able to repurpose oh, gosh, that location yeah. made it just exqui- exquisite for yeah. the event. And yeah. you jumped in on that. Yeah. And it was so, so fun. So the founder is Jamie Blasimon, and she does the Femcanic Garage. Yeah. yeah. So I was a podcast host a few years ago there, and that's kind of how I think we all yep. came together on the committee. And yeah. it was such a, a, a great ambition and mission accomplished. Totally. I mean, yeah. great location, yeah. fantastic turnout, and it was so empowering to see all the women drive their cars. And I loved the women uh, with their American cars. Yeah who had their little displays of <laughs> what the car was about. Right. Yeah, it was so yeah. cute. I That's really... old school car show. I yeah. remember. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah, I remember that from back in the day. This is a sidebar. My dad was taking his uh, Indian in Triumph to uh, one of the big, like the LA Convention Center, and he saw, Janie, will you make a sign? Because I was very into art. <laughs> will you make a sign for me? And I'm thinking to myself, I know exactly he saved those signs, but, but everything he told me, I had to write it all Uh out and do it sort of decoratively. But that, I loved that aspect that the women were bringing that back and, and showcasing that, that bit of nostalgia, if only for me. (laughs) So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love the fact 
there are so many women uh, who are interested or drive nice cars uh, here in Southern California, but I do wish more would come to the racetrack. Oh, I'm hey, you. you don't it's have to tell us. Still, yeah, we'll still be out there. Too few. I, yes. I really wanted to do it this weekend and all of that. I was like yeah. trying to get everyone and convince everyone to like, oh, it's a little short notice. But yeah. 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 We like to but, prep our cars. Uh, we're ready to go out there. Yeah. 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 So how did you get involved then with Willow Springs besides you, so you started went there for, racing yeah. there, right? Yeah. So I had gone uh, first with Porsche Owners Club. Okay. Um, and those first two years, 15 and 16, I was... Uh, pretty busy with my company, so I was doing. And a what lot do you of, do? I was uh, manufacturing luxury outdoor furniture. Okay, cool. Mostly four or five star hotels. Nice. Uh, so a business owner, entrepreneur. Yeah. Basically, that's been my passion for most of my career, aside from being a financial controller before. Uh, but Willow Springs. So the first few years was traveling to Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and not really going for one or two track days a year. And then my third visit in September to Dubai really changed my life. And the convention center wasn't ready for me. I laid in the hotel room. I said, what am I going to do? The containers haven't been unloaded. What do I even like to do? And that's what I mean. Like, I didn't even know what Martina liked to do anymore. And then I thought, you know, every vacation I would love to go horseback riding. Mm. wherever we went, whether it was the Caribbean or wherever. And so I said, you know, I'm going to take a taxi out to the desert and kind of relive my ninth grade experience in Bahrain. It was also Dubai, the desert. I went out to the Arabian desert, got on an Arabian horse, and mm. at sunset, That sounds I... amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Every cell in my body no. just went... Right, <laughs> I can I can feel myself being there. Right, go on. Riding, riding, Sorry to interrupt. We we there was a moment. <laughs> riding in the desert, and it it kind of makes me cry. I remembered who yeah. I was again. Yeah, and I I said, you know what? I'm gonna enough is enough. I'm divorcing my ex, and I'm gonna become a race car driver, and I'm gonna name my 911 fire horse. Yes. <laughs> Oh my, oh my gosh, that, that was brilliant. so good. I mean, That's I feel amazing. like we should all go to the Arabian <laughs> Desert now. I'm in. That. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I've been out there and done some cool things too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, That's it's one, one of those moments where you have to say effort and go for it. And right. just say, you know, you've tried, if you have children, which I do, there's a responsibility to try and make things work after six years of trying, doesn't work, okay, enough, bye-bye. And it was the best decision of my life. Um, not only did I become a three-time champion race car driver, but I met my soulmate, who was my race coach, Dwayne DeMent. And wow. we now live together. Um, one week I'm with my kids, and one week I'm there on a two-and-a-half-acre property right outside the gate of Willow Springs. Yeah. And we also have an Arabian horse in the back. So the animals, I've always wanted to live on a farm, and I never envisioned living on a racetrack as well. Right. Wow. And and a desert farm. So so I live in a desert ranch out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I I totally feel you on all of this. And there is something about the desert because, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's where you found yourself. Like, people talk about the desert all the time. I mean, you know, they go out there for a reason. You, The presence is different. It's, it's. 
you don't have the extra energy and noise of the city mm -hmm. and everything else that's so happening. True. It's you. It's it's just about you. Yeah. And that's what you feel, you know? Yeah. And, and you, you did. You felt that's, that out there. That's exactly right. I actually saw your video when you took Jamie <laughs> out in the desert. Yeah. And ex you're 100% right. It's so beautiful. Yeah. The weather changes. There, You see so much sky. Yeah. Whereas in Santa Monica, it's old buildings. And out in the desert, it's the wind. It's just magical. It we is. We love it. It is. We love it so much. And there's off-roading at Willow Springs, too, and shooting. Yes. yes. Well, so we're doing all those, all those yeah. things. <laughs> Come on, pack it up. We're going. Can this you is tell? two-part episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> field yes. trip. That's right. It. We added those. We <laughs> did add field trips, didn't we? I love Definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. So, but you're also involved with the with Willow Springs as well, not just racing there. Are you? You've become a part of... Yeah. Tell me about that. So tell us about that. I was very greedy with that, wasn't I? <laughs> tell me. Just tell her. Just They'll tell listen. me. It's They'll just listen. a wonderful relationship. So um, the former owner, Drawley Engineering, was big into Shelby's, and he was there for many years. So whoever, um, you know, is at the property, there have only been two owners in the last 50 years of the property that Dwayne bought. And yeah, it's they're, they're our family now. So we have the gate clicker. We, you know, Dwayne helps a lot with different things. Like the most recent project was helping make turn three a lot safer mm -hmm. on the big track. So there was a wall there that he used a really big, you know, tractor or whatever you call it and moved earth. And so it's a, a much safer track on the left side of turn three now. So we, we really like to help out and look out for each other and if you know if there's anyone on the other day actually a few weeks ago I was like wait a minute it's 6 a.m somebody's on the racetrack they're not supposed to be there but they had actually pre-arranged it but so we're always looking looking out for each other to make sure you know everything's on the up and up that's so amazing it's, it's really so, nice so that allows you as much seat seat time as you could possibly ever want yeah, pretty pretty much. It, these are the things we do for what we love yeah. doing. You know, yeah. you either you kind of when we surround ourselves in this community, yeah. you find other people that. Well, why do you do yeah. that? Because I love to. Right. Like I want to help them because. Yeah. It's cool. I get to do this. You know, I yeah. get to get behind the wheel and go out there and have fun. You know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I love. Yeah, that. I've always loved that idea of having a space. Like Pahrump, I think it's in Pahrump where they have a track where there's condos and all mm -hmm. sorts of mm -hmm. stuff. Spring I'm Mountain, thinking, yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> I couldn't think of the big one, um, but I love that idea so that I could just wake up and instead of Walk having right to stop at the stop sign, I can just take the Corvette <laughs> out and just hit it sideways and just have a good time. I mean, well, that's yeah. what it's like I mean, for me in the Bronco. But yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I feel at such a disadvantage here today. <laughs> I'm breaking the law. You guys don't. Well, we've, we've already talked about uh, our racetrack out in the middle somewhere, Jane. Yes. So that'll happen someday. Yes, yes, it will. We all it have will. these big dreams, yes. don't we? The compound. Yeah, yes. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. You do a few other things, though, too. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you, was it the life-changing event 
that happened on the Arabian horse in the Arabian desert that spawned the idea of helping other women to find their mate. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Yeah. So a few years ago, I I decided to um, take a little hiatus from racing and focus on my new businesses. I'm a big believer of you have to focus in order to be successful, which is the only option, right? Success. You have to focus. You can't do too many things. So I started DK Racing School and uh, with Dwayne, but it is um, a woman, 100% women-owned racing school, probably the only one in the world. And then I also started Daring to be Different Coaching, and I wanted to give back to women and uh, coach them. So I'm certified in many, many different things, you know, mindset coaching and uh, mind shifting and all sorts of different things. Uh, but it's my passion to especially help single women, single again women who are in their 40s or older who have either never found their love or want to find love again. And so I created my Soulmate Connection Blueprint framework to help with that. And it's just magical to see women transform and change and find love. In Because really at the end of the day, I mean, I was married twice before. Dwayne was married twice before, uh, three times a charm. It's really incredible to be with somebody that you um, were just so compatible. And it's really nice to be understood and to understand someone and have the same values and the same critical thinking and the same work ethic. And um, I would love for everyone to have that. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, um, I always like to hear about mindset and I'm glad that you mentioned that. Did you, obviously you probably felt a shift in, you know, Mm -hmm. your previous, you know, how you were in your Mm -hmm. other two marriages in your Mm -hmm. life. And then this changing moment in, in what that changed into, can you like, kind of like walk us through that because mindset really is everything and mm-hmm. people it, it's they don't talk about it enough but in in people are like they can't articulate it sometimes mm-hmm. but I mean it sounds like obviously if you're coaching people you can mm-hmm. kind of like you you sought yourself you felt it yourself yeah well I think well there are different aspects about mindset but a lot of times you know we we go through life and um, a lot of people will blame the other partner for things yeah. rather than looking at themselves, you know. And I think one of the big shifts for me when I divorced my ex was to look at myself. And because yeah. not only are we triggered by other people, but we trigger them as well. And what is it? What are the things um, how we've learned to react probably back from childhood that we're doing to to push other people away or to bring people closer. So I think the whole thing about mindset is to look at yourself first. Accountability, right? Accountability yeah. and to really, you know, own up to, yes. you know, if you've effed up or yep. whatever it you, is. You are where you are because of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. takes two to tango. Yeah. But the other thing about my mindset with the Celine, for example, when... I was approached at Cars and Copters um, by Gabrielle Cadringer, who was the former FIA technical director, uh, and he had heard that I was a great driver, and he said, do you want to drive for Celine? And um, I had never paddle shifted 
a race car. Mine was a PDK. So I, I was like, remembering in that moment, I was like, you know, Richard Branson had that quote of say yes and then learn how to do it later. Yeah, as long it. as you know that you can yeah, deliver. Totally. But I was like, yeah. All <laughs> right. And then you, know, I, you already knew oh, inside. I was I like, absolutely. <laughs> or can you drift? We want you to drift the car in China. I'm like, absolutely. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You totally. know, but so I got myself. Um, Love it. To there's uh, a simulator place uh, in El Segundo. And then I ended up going almost every day to Porsche Experience Center to okay. use their, yeah. their uh, simulators. I would go in my full gear to, to sweat and really yeah. emulate being in the race car. Right. And then one Monday morning I go and they're closed. I'm like, shoot, I really wanted to practice. So I go on Craigslist and I found myself in Burbank here, a simulator that I have oh, at home wow. now. Nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. But so, so I learned how to paddle shift. Never on give the up, simulator. people. Yeah. Oh, Keep that's doing amazing. Yeah. So say yes. Yeah. And really be Even open. when you don't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The other thing I think. And is, that's a big mindset part right there is a, a lot of people. Well, I don't know how to do that. Right. If, yeah. If you want to figure it out, you'll figure it out. You'll figure yeah. it out. Exactly. And then the other thing I think, especially for women is, and, and men is, um, it's easy or not to judge. Yeah. Right. When you're judgmental, usually it's, if you look yourself in the mirror, it's you're pointing your finger at someone else, but what is it about that person that annoys you? That is about you right. and not them. So I think, just getting rid of judgment and saying, yeah. you know what, it's cool. If that person wants to be that way, no problem. Yes. I, I accept it. I like it. Live and let live. And live and let live gets you more in life than judging and and being... Holding grudges. Holding grudges. Yes. So that's the other huge <laughs> yeah. difference is having a positive mindset. Totally. And if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, which we all do, right? snap out of it. Just yeah. Do something, whether it's cleaning or going for a walk or exercising, that will snap you out of it. To change your mindset from I can't do this to, yeah, of course I can. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to, and I'm happy about it. Yep. And everything changes with that kind of positive outlook. I'm such a believer in that you know, I don't believe that people should be wallowing in their own sorrow. Yeah. And, and don't get me <laughs> no. wrong. You can have a moment. You can have a moment. You have a moment. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. There, yeah. but that's it. There's not, let's not stay there. You know, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think too, there's, there's a couple of other layers to it. Shame. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the other. Guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And lack of self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably help women through that so that they understand, guess what? This is a temporary space that I'm sitting in, right? Well, and it it probably came from, like you mentioned, something else. Someone else uh, learned things when we were younger, whatever that is. It's, it's retraining or, or making the decision to Mm -hmm. not be in that space anymore. And it's a hard decision because we don't, 
We kind mm-hmm. of don't realize we're in that space until we mm-hmm. until we do. Because we've it's, been overworked, overchild. <laughs> well, I mean, think it's about true. this. Because of all these distractions, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And we know from driving, we all need to go to the desert, right? We we know That's that right. when we have these distractions. Right, we can't focus on what we're supposed to be focusing yeah, think on. Think of traffic. I oh, know. you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, totally. There you go. Yeah. Well, I was thinking to myself when she, you were talking about, <laughs> oh my gosh, being <laughs> calm and for you know just kind of like this, and yeah. it's a mindset. And I'm like, yeah, tell those people on the 101 or the 405 freeway yeah. out of my way. <laughs> you know what's great for that though? Tell I've, me, I've please. Been, I've been playing racquetball. It's so rewarding to like slam <laughs> slam oh. that ball so if you need to let out a little aggression racquetball so racquetball is where well, it's at and you said take it to the track too certain yes. things like that so yes. you know you have to realize the time and place for everything right yes, <laughs> yes. definitely oh my goodness <laughs> but, but yeah getting, so silly. Getting, getting back to the track though I mean I think you know especially for women there are more and more going to yeah. uh, on a higher level uh, to the SRO and then to IMSA. And it's a really big deal. You know, it takes a lot to get into a race car and go. And there was a moment when I was at Watkins Glen and I was sitting in my Celine S1 getting ready to participate in the GT World Challenge. And I was like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here, right? Here are all these other drivers who have been in go-karts since they could walk, and I've never even was interested in having a, a, a like, a, I wanted a 911, but I wasn't interested in race car driving, yeah. and just started recently, but then I was like, hell no, I'm, I'm here because I deserve to be, and yeah. I, like, got with it, and... right got second place trophy. So yeah, it was uh, pretty, pretty incredible. So again, it's that, that moment of self-doubt, but you snap yourself out. We, and we have it. We all have fear. We all have self-doubt. We all have everything else. You just like, those are common for all of us, but how it's, it's tools. It's figuring out what we need to do in that moment to get past it. You know, it's never, it, like you said, we all wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, and, and we all have those moments. You have to do that whole talk to yourself, talk yourself into it, talk yourself out of it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other, other thing is, um, really, um, I think in order for anyone to move forward is to open the luggage, the baggage of our, our life. Yeah. And my family was very much a, let's sweep it under the rug. Yes. You know, problem I'm there with you. Just put it, <laughs> put it there. Yeah. And so after a while, after you're, you've lived for four decades or more, it's like, oh, shit, there's so much stuff underneath <laughs> the rugs. <laughs> oh, like Mount I, Everest. Another thing about the Celine that it actually freaked me out the first time that I went to test it at thermal. And I got in the car and I uh, turned it on and uh, I had only driven my Porsche 911 before. I wasn't used to this different car. It it was a turbocharged car and it paralyzed me with fear. And for even in China, in Portland, I didn't know what 
the problem was with because I never got paralyzed. I was always a getter and a doer, and like what was paralyzing me about this? So I finally woke up one morning uh, in August, and we were going to test at Button Willow. And so, you know, driving over the grapevine to, mm-hmm, to yeah. Button Willow, I was like, I know what it is. And so the car, the sounds of the cars reminded me of when I lived as a child in Beirut, Lebanon during the war. Oh, wow. And so I, I was like, that's what it is. The, the hissing, the popping sounds oh. reminded me of the actual sounds of especially the rockets going off. Like it's this oh, hissing. Oh, boy. And then you wouldn't know because it was right. very rudimentary yep. warfare in Beirut in 1974-5. It's like a trigger. Yeah, Where yeah, is the you. bomb going to land? Yeah. It's going to yeah. land on our house. So we had an apartment within a two miles of the hot spot of the war. And every night we would hear the sirens, we would hear the yep. machine guns get closer, and we would then pile into our corridor and, and sit there huddled. Anytime that sound went off, it was like, is it going to hit our apartment building? So I realized on that drive to Button Willow, wow. I said, wow, that's what it is, and I need to deal with this now. So I pulled over, I had like an iPad, and I looked at YouTube for the real sounds of warfare. And mm-hmm. for an hour, full volume, over the grapevine, I listened to bombs and explosions and rockets. And um, it was like a time travel. I had never thought about it. I had yeah. swept it under the rug. Right. I didn't dare look at it. I remember being very afraid of firework. It would, The sound of it, I would be like, wow, I feel like I'm in Beirut, Lebanon now. Yeah. So listening to those sounds for an hour, crying, remembering as a eight-year-old getting into my sister's bed and just being so scared, uh, it helped me really deal with it. So I had really ripped up the rug and I was like, full on, give it to me. And when I got to Button Willow, I was able to get into the Celine, and I That's drove awesome. it like my Porsche 911. That is awesome. That's amazing. It was unbelievable. I knew I needed to do that, look, open that luggage, and be like, what is it? What is it that is preventing me from performing? That's what it is. Deal with it, and boom. It, it was really changed my life. That's powerful. That is. That's, he, I mean, that, that moment it's telling people you got to go through it mm-hmm. and that's what you did you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't sweep it under anymore you went right through it and you got to the other side yeah that is i mean thinking about that is so like just powerful i don't have a story like that but i remember i was raised in a very dysfunctional household mm-hmm. and um my mother decided to lock my father out of the house on one particular evening. He mm. had been out drinking, and she, I guess she was hoping for safety. And the doorbell. I remember this as a child. And for the longest time, I couldn't take the sound of a doorbell. Mm. But you didn't know why? Tone. Or did I, you? I, I did. Yeah. And, mm. and in a couple houses with Greg and I, we, we had to disconnect the, the doorbell. doorbell. <laughs> 
because you do yeah. have to do mm-hmm. you have to do that work. Yeah. Oh yeah, and desensitizing yeah. yourself. Yeah. I'm okay with doorbells now, but yeah. but and it's and it pales in comparison. No, but, but it, it still triggers a yeah. memory like that. For and sure. it's going yeah. back and S- and sounds, showing smells, all those yeah. types of things are very powerful. Yeah. And going back and showing that that small eight-year-old child is safe and here today. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that is wow. That's I mean, wow. no, I in in what like vehicles, cars, racing has been yeah, the turbo. so transformative <laughs> yes. for you yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, that's yeah. amazing to hear that is, uh, and, and you wanting to work through it, you, you knowing, and because yeah. it's like, it is, there's something about the love of it, mm-hmm. of getting behind the wheel that is, I don't know, it's just for all of us, you know, that's, it has a moment. And I think also as a woman, there is pressure on you to succeed, you know, yeah. and people are watching you and it's like, especially having received that full ride with Celine. Um, and being competitive, you know, it's like all those factors. It's like, damn it, I better do well, you know. <laughs> but it, it was really uh, a super incredible experience. All of it, you know, all of it, and living at the racetrack and now giving back to men and women yeah. with DK Racing School. It's so great to watch uh, people improve so much. Yeah. It's the, again because I'm competitive. Like whoever I private coach as well. It's like, okay, let's get those seconds shaved. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's so much fun. It's so rewarding. And then there have actually been several women who have come through the school and have now purchased race cars and are race licensed. So yeah. that's so so fun to yeah. see and see them succeed and one of them got the third place championship last year in spec boxster and oh wow so so great yeah well and i think sometimes the vehicles our race vehicles are just a metaphor for all of the other things that it it trains us to um, overcome anytime we encounter and and well in your particular instance it was the arabian horse Mm -hmm. because you clearly like horsepower but (laughs) and the name of her car fire right right yeah and and i think that um being a racer myself i know that there's so many things that um learning not to hold your breath learning how to calm down there's but all of those things that you're teaching these women behind the wheel of a car in in it's doing so much more mm-hmm. on an everyday yes uh, so it's exactly why i have the nonprofit, right you know yeah. that jesse and i started because mm. teaching skilled trades it there is mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's the moment you're you're helping to empower someone yeah. to do something they realized they didn't think that they were possible of doing. Yeah. And that moment you can help give that to someone else that they yeah. can, they are capable of doing that. It changes their life. Yeah. Because now they can do anything. Yeah. You know, and so that and that's what you're helping them realize, you know, like they are getting to that point. I mean, it helped change your life. Yeah. You know, it really does. It transforms you in a way that you go like, well, shoot, I just did that. I, you know, I can get through anything now, you know, so. There was actually one other girl I wanted to tell you about. There have been many, many women. So I'm proud to say that usually when we have a class, it's 
at least 30% women, if not 40% sometimes, which is unheard of. But there's a girl called at Rosie Rocks, and she's in a wheelchair. Mm. And she uh, has come several times to the school and uses her uh, Nissan with uh, controls, hand controls. Yeah. And she was getting so, so, she's taking a little hiatus now, but she was getting so good going into turn one. I was like, whoa. (laughs) But I'm so proud of her, you know, for, um, that's, that's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Being in a wheelchair and racing a car is, it's like, you know what? If she can do it, anyone can do it. Right. Man or woman. Right. It speaks to your mindset. Uh Uh-huh. Goes right back to square one. It does. Mindset. Yeah. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. This is this has been great. I did not think it would be like this. This is a great, very powerful. I think we keep using that word, but it's great. It's it's I mean, motorsports to me, like we do, we understand the community. It's just it's something in you and it really is that transformative. Yeah. Yeah, once you get bitten by that, <laughs> holy moly. Which we all have. <laughs> yes, we have. And what's it's pricey. <laughs> <laughs> what's next for you? What's what's on your agenda for the end of 2023 and into 2024? I mean, so, so many different things. So mm-hmm. aside from DK Racing School, private coaching, and then helping women with the program that I created, uh, Soulmate Connection Blueprint, which I'm really passionate about. Um, I've been approached for to drive several different opportunities. One is to drive an LMP3 in IMSA, uh, either here or the Very other cool. option is to drive in Europe. Wow. And then there's another opportunity. I can't really reveal the details, but that might be a fully sponsored ride. Next oh, year. my goodness. So nice. I'm really, really excited, you know, and no matter what the future holds, um, it's all good. good. Again, it's like right. whatever happens, like I'm so grateful and happy with, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. And grateful. And that's when those good opportunities come, right? Is that's when right. you're like that. Yeah. That's right. Being, being open and, and kind of not focusing too hard on it is okay. when those doors open, when you're looking for something, you're not going to find it. But if you're like, do, 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 I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah the opportunities uh, start presenting themselves. And I think, you know, one really important thing for people who want to, you know, go pro or whatever it is, is is being ultra professional uh, is extremely important to have, um, to be, have a professional persona, uh, both online and offline is, is really important. And people pay attention to that, you know, how well you treat the crew, uh, it's, it's everything because yeah. people develop reputations if they're being rude or, or not kind. It's really important to be respectful, thankful, grateful, kind and, and offer the crew food and drinks and, you know, hydration, whatever it is, is to treat people as, as human beings. Yeah. 100%. Really. Yeah. I love that. I know. Oh, my gosh. So when are we booking our date with Mark? <laughs> I know. We're ready to get people in the wheel, too. <laughs> we'll have to check your schedule and your yeah. calendar. So for our listeners, how do they find you? Okay. Are yeah. you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm at Martina Kwan, K-W-A-N, 
a three-time champion race car driver on Instagram. Also, DK Racing School. D stands for Dement and K stands for Quan at DK Racing School. Or if you'd like to email me, it's info at martinaquan, K-W-A-N.com. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Do you have a question for her? Well, I feel like it's your question, Jane. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move it over to you. Oh, okay. It's like okay. it's your yeah. It's less, Maybe I need to think of my specific question. Your now. specific question. Okay. So the question is, <laughs> tell me. And this is I told you I might change the question. No. I don't know. Oh. I'm not sure, but no. I don't think I can at this last minute. <laughs> well, we talked about it a little bit, and, and she's like, I know what you're going to ask. I know what you're going to ask. I'm already thinking about it. Good. I'm like, darn it. How come I don't have a question back up? <laughs> anyway, alive or not alive, who would you like to sit down with for dinner or a cocktail or a coffee and explain why, please? Uh, Dwayne's parents. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to explain why. Um, well, I mean, everyone is supposed to choose like an answer like Pablo Picasso or, you know. <laughs> right? No, your but answer no. is your answer. Absolutely but, not. So no. I really thought about it. I really love the question. And one thing that I would have, and we talk about his parents quite a bit, and I would love to meet them and just tell them and show them what an incredible human being he is. Um, You know, they died relatively young. Mm. And so I would just love to spend time with them. And yeah, so Dwayne's parents. That's a great answer. And you know you'd love them because they raised the man you married, your soulmate. Yeah. That's amazing. It would be great to have, you know, Sunday dinner with them. And, you know, those that would be a nice well and nice it sounds thing. like you're you're already imagining these good happy you know moments like that so that's part of it right yeah mm-hmm. that's good i love that <laughs> well thank you so much martina for thank being you. here today i just loved this thank yeah. you guys no, it was great for i yeah. connecting the dots <laughs> I really loved too. It too yeah i think it was amazing yeah. well thank you guys this is high octane hustle i'm fast lane jane and i'm design muse And this is Martina Kwan. And we appreciate you listening. Thanks. Peace out. (laughs) Hey, guys. I'm Fastlane Jane. And I'm Design Muse. And this is High Octane Hustle. And we are bringing you guys an amazing giveaway. Check this out. Some heat wave visuals. Heatwave Visuals has decided to come on board, and we've got some giveaways. What do they have to do, Teresa? So, to win a pair of glasses like this, you need to follow Heatwave Visual, Auto Revolution, and High Octane Hustle Official. So, leave a comment below, write in this post, and hashtag High Octane Hustle to win your pair of Heatwave Glasses. Heatwave Visuals.